3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly show another hour of the Jesse Kelly show. We'll get to this Trump gag order and Biden at the beach and St. George Floyd and the system and some emails and so many other things but you know what time it is. Every single Monday. Every single Monday at this time we do Medal of Honor Monday. It is not complicated. It doesn't take some special skill. This is something you should be doing in your home, uh, reading these to your class, to your sports team, to your whatever. They're not political. You do this anywhere. Have your your class do reports on them. Have your kids learn about these guys. When someone earns a Medal of Honor, they do a write-up on what he did, and they're all available for free online. You can go look at multiple websites, multiple websites. You can sort it by branch or conflict or whatever. Read Medal of Honor citations. Remember the men. Remember their deeds. Hold these people up so young people don't turn into vicious little monsters. So they have great men to admire, to look up to. That's why we do Medal of Honor Monday. And remember, I forgot to tell you at the beginning of the show, Jesse at jessikellyshow.com is the email address. You can email me whatever. Love, hate, death threats, ask Dr. Jesse questions. All those things are more than welcome here. Now, we also take Medal of Honor Monday suggestions. Oh, and a quick side note, I'm well aware of the speaker forum thing going on. In case you didn't know, they're having a speaker forum. Who wants to be the next speaker of the house? We'll grab any juicy tidbits of that as we go along so you don't have to go anywhere. Nothing's going to happen. It's not even that interesting. But if something interesting does happen, I promise we will pass it along. But let's get to this email. Devil Dog. One that stood out to me was the joint citations giving to get, given together for Master Sergeant Gary Gordon and Randy Sugar. Each man received their own Medal of Honor, and they were read together due to the nature of how they both earned those medals. I was hoping you could read them both for Medal of Honor Monday. I'm not going to read them both just because we kind of have a rule about one, but this is, of course, one of the legends of Black Hawk Down, of the Somalia, the Battle of Mogadishu, and without further ado... Honoring those who went above and beyond,
2: it's Medal of Honor Monday.
4: Master Sergeant Gary I. Gordon, United States Army, distinguished himself by action above and beyond the call of duty on the 3rd of October 1993 while serving as a sniper team leader, United States Army Special Operations Command with Task Force Ranger in Mogadishu, Somalia. Master Sergeant Gordon's sniper team provided precision fires from the lead helicopter during an assault. And at two helicopter crash sites while subjected to intense automatic weapons and rocket-propelled grenade fires. When Master Sergeant Gordon learned that ground forces were not immediately available to secure the crash site, he and another sniper unhesitatingly volunteered to be inserted to protect the four critically wounded personnel, despite being well aware of the growing number of enemy personnel closing in on the site. After his third request to be inserted, Master Sergeant Gordon received permission to perform his volunteer mission. When debris and enemy ground fires at the site caused him to abort the first attempt, Master Sergeant Gordon was inserted hundred meters south of the crash site. Equipped with only his sniper rifle and a pistol, Master Sergeant Gordon and his fellow sniper, that will be sugared, and uh, while under intense small arms fire, from the enemy fought their way through a dense maze of shanties and shacks to reach the critically injured crew members. Master Sergeant Gordon immediately pulled the pilot and other crew members from the aircraft establishing a perimeter which placed him and his fellow sniper in the most vulnerable position. Master Sergeant Gordon used his long range rifle and sidearm to kill an undetermined number of attackers until he depleted his ammunition. Master Sergeant Gordon then went back to the wreckage, recovering some of the crew's weapons and ammunition. Despite the fact that he was at critically low on ammunition, he provided some of it to the dazed pilot and then radioed for help. Master Sergeant Gordon continued to travel the perimeter, protecting the downed crew. After his team member was fatally wounded and his own rifle ammunition exhausted, Master Sergeant Gordon returned to the wreckage, recovering a rifle with the last five rounds of ammunition and gave it to the pilot with the words, Good luck. Then, armed only with his pistol, Master Sergeant Gordon continued to fight until he was fatally wounded. His actions saved the pilot's life. Master Sergeant Gordon's extraordinary heroism and devotion to duty were in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon him, his unit, and the United States Army. And I'd say he more than earned taps for that. Delta Force snipers, of course, and remember how truly frightening something like that would have been for a variety of reasons. One, something all pilots know, something all pilots are taught, especially in times of combat, is man alive. The enemy does not like pilots for understandable reasons, right? Look, imagine this. Look, we're not... We're not going to take their side, obviously, but imagine your hometown, it keeps getting strafed by airplanes. They fly over and they shoot machine guns. They drop bombs on it. You lost your brother to one of those bombs. Planes, Hilo, fighter jets, these things drive the enemy nuts. And so when the enemy gets his hands on the pilots, it oftentimes does not go well. There are famous stories from Vietnam where pilots would hope, you would hope that the NVA got to you before the people themselves beat you to death. There are a million stories of angry Vietnamese who'd been bombed and napalmed and all those things. They get a hold of them. they, They see a pilot going down. It's all hands on deck. Let's go get him because you finally get to get one of those guys who's been dropping bombs on you. They'll torture him, kill him, and these guys in these Black Hawk helicopters landed in the middle of hell. That's what Mogadishu was at the time. And this section of town, remember, was, was essentially owned by this militia, the most vicious type, starving people to death and stuff like that. Really, really, really bad. And to volunteer to put yourself down in that position without even a proper weapon. And I know what you're saying, hey Jesse, they're they're Delta Force. Please understand the last thing you would want in an engagement like that in streets and stuff like that is a freaking sniper rifle. It totally screws you up. You need an AR, you need you need a real weapon of some kind. Look. The right weapon is everything. Remember, I told you I'm I'm building an AR 10 right now. I'm, I'm just started this morning. I'm building an AR 10. Uh, I I'm seeing what's happening out there, like I'm taking this very seriously. And I I wanted a new weapon. One of the hardest things about it is what am I preparing for? What kind of a weapon? There are a million different calipers and barrel lengths and, and whatnot. The type of weapon you have, you need the right tool for the job. He volunteered to be inserted in a crash site without an appropriate weapon. With a friggin' pistol and a sniper rifle. And they had to know. Now, I know these 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 Delta Force Super Ninja types, they're, they're a different breed anyway. I mean, they're just the best there are. So maybe their minds just don't work that way. They had to know they were going to die. Or at least they had to know there was a good chance... They were gonna die. And to die like that, surrounded by just an angry mob with, with AKs and machetes and things like that, man, that's next level, wouldn't it? That's that's next level bravery. All right. You know what? Let's get to some emails. Dear Uncle Fester, I love your show. Do you think if Trump was president, would he get the US more involved as far as Iran, Lebanon, Syria, or just send money? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, All right. His name is Tom. What would Trump do? If Trump was president, will we be involved in these places? You know what? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because obviously we're going to try to win an election next year, right? What would be different? Before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's get to your shower. Now, I'm not going to get involved with your shower. That's your business. But I am going to insert myself in your towels. That actually came out wrong, but I, I'm, I'm going to get involved with your towels. You see, your towels are not good enough. They never are. Nobody's towels are. Either they absorb, and they're really stiff and miserable and uncomfortable, or they're super soft, and they just push the water all over your body. I know you've experienced this. Well, now there's my towels. Mike Lindell, of course, sunk a bunch of money into it, did a bunch of thinking. How do we solve this problem? And he came up with my towels. The cotton? It does absorb and it's super soft and right now you can get them as low as $29.98 with the promo code Jesse for just 20 bucks more you can upgrade to the designer premium line 50% in savings right now go get some great towels man the my towels mypillow.com click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code Jesse all right. MyPillow.com, promo code Jesse or call 800 845 0544. You're listening to the Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And uh, all right, let's dig into something here. By the way, you can email me jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you missed any part of the show, download it on iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Going to get to some uh, emails here before we get to this gag order for Trump and the deficit stuff, this George Floyd stuff. I have a try for about 20 minutes from now to get to that. Dang. But let's start. The guy wants to know. He said, do you think uh, if Trump is president, would he get the U.S. more involved in areas like Iran and Lebanon and Syria or just send money? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, here's the problem with the system we currently have in place and we are not I, when i when i go over what we have going on here please don't think for a moment this is unique to america the history of the world is very consistent honestly and with rotted empires empires that are rotting in their later stages many of them share this same problem what is that problem well either the king if you have one or Your elected Senate, if you were lucky enough to have one, that was very rare. Either way, the people you think are in charge, the people people think are in charge because of time and corruption and laziness of the leaders and laziness and apathy of the people for a variety of reasons, the leader who's supposed to be in charge is actually not in charge of all that much. You want him to be. You think he is. But they have so, for so many years, they have sent their authority out to other places. And when their authority has been sent out to other places, they don't grab it back because it's just easier to let someone else handle it. And eventually, over time, the position itself actually doesn't have the authority you think it does. Let's talk about the American presidency for a moment because it's a really good question. Now, president matters. So don't think I'm being dismissive of that. We want to win back the presidency in 2024. More than anything, it's, we have to deny them the presidency in 2024. That's actually the most important thing. But, but how much... How much has actually changed from the office of the president when it comes to foreign policy? Not much. That's the truth. Trump did in and got in and did what he could because Trump f- comes from a different foreign policy angle, which is so much better than everything we have now. So we did things like yank us out of the Paris, pli- Paris Climate Accords. But those were never really binding anyway, right? For something to be binding, for the country to be locked in, it really has to be passed through Congress. So Trump could do that. And he could do this executive order thing and that executive order thing. But the reason the reason I say the presidency doesn't have near the power we think it does and why things wouldn't look that different is this. I remember like it was yesterday. A lot of people have forgotten, but I remember like it was yesterday, Trump he thought we were way too involved in all these foreign wars and foreign everything. And so what Trump proposed was this. Trump proposed that we take a thousand troops that we had in Syria, all right? A thousand troops in Syria and not not bring them home, right? Not shut everything down. He wanted to move a thousand troops from position A in Syria to position B, which was also. In Syria you with me that was his proposal the response was like nothing you've ever seen before news article after news article saying that Donald Trump was going to get us into World War III because he wanted to move a thousand troops from here to there but the coup de grace on it is this generals multiple the highest-ranking generals have come out in the wake of the Trump presidency and basically admitted they ignored Donald Trump's orders on various things and just kept doing whatever they wanted. Oh yeah, Trump said uh he wanted us to do this. We didn't do it. Wait. Hold on. He's the commander in chief. What what do you he's in charge. What do you mean you didn't do it? Oh yeah, we ignored that. You see, Yes, it would be much better to have a Trump as president than Biden as president. There's no question about it. But there is a reason America's foreign policy under Republicans and Democrats doesn't actually look that different anymore because we have so outsourced so much to the State Department, which is full of America hating commies, to the Pentagon, which is full of America hating commies. We've essentially outsourced critical decision making to places that hate us, and they're places we can't touch with our voting, which is part of the reason the commies took it, right? They wanted to take over the bureaucracy, take over everything. Then you, angry voter, me, angry voter, I can't ever touch them. I can't ever punish them for it. President matters. But it always seems to go the same way, doesn't it? Trump wanted us out of Afghanistan on day one of his presidency. Eight years he tried, we were still sitting in Afghanistan the day he left. To get us out, Joe Biden had to basically collapse his presidency and his political power to get us out. Those dirty commies, and it was the wrong thing to do, those dirty commies just flat out pulled the plug on the whole thing. Unreal, right? And he only got away with that because he was a Democrat. You know what else is unreal? People who support Verizon with their money people who support T-Mobile with their money, AT&T. We look around at all these horrible things going on in our society. We look around at all. We were just talking about all the little street communist scum in this country, and we forget that corporation after corporation after corporation, including your mobile company, lined up behind the Black Lives Matter street animals when the time came. I don't support them. You shouldn't either. Switch your mobile service to Pure Talk. Patriotic mobile service not scum you know what they do while Verizon's supporting Black Lives Matter Pure Talk's trying to eliminate veterans debt after just two weeks they're 53% of the way there switch to Pure Talk it takes 10 minutes on the phone dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly pound 250 say Jesse Kelly switch to Pure Talk
2: basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
0: But the problem
3: is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake.
1: As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we will continue to work forcefully to protect our fellow countrymen and women and people.
4: It is the jesse kelly show and that was your very vice president dome your very own vice president dome i should say oh and as a journalist i have breaking news kind of it's journalist jesse there's just no one
5: better we
1: love jesse he's the best jesse please kiss my baby jesse 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 jesse
4: There is a rumor. Okay, rumor, although it's being reported by several credible news organizations, it's still probably what we would call a rumor at this point in time that Putin has had, Vladimir Putin has had some sort of a cardiac incident. I did see one say, flat out say it was a heart attack. I saw one say he had to be resuscitated. I want to make sure I we, look, we do things different on this show. We never try to be first. Try to make sure we get everything right. All this stuff is coming down now. No, there's no rumors that he's dead as of right now. There are no rumors that he's dead. Jewish producer Chris, producer Michael, they're all over it. Neither of you have seen that yet either, right? I heard he had to be resuscitated. Chris is excited or just expressed excitement on it. Hey, let might be help, might help us out. No, you know, I wasn't judging you for wishing death on that piece of trash, Chris. I was cautioning you about this. Chris was along the line, Chris was along the lines of, you know, hey, uh, it'd be better for world peace, get rid of Putin, it'd be better. Putin has some top lieutenant's underneath him. And I don't know what to believe or what not to believe about foreign policy when it comes to how smart are our people? How knowledgeable are we? Right? We miss so much. But somebody I trust a lot has told me multiple times that Vladimir Putin, if you were to take him and all of his lieutenants and kind of like, meaning the people who would likely succeed him after they're done murdering each other, you know how those Russians do changes of power. The guy who's probably going to emerge on top, whichever one it is, is probably much more hardline than Vladimir Putin. Could very well be one of the guys who's threatened on television to use nuclear weapons multiple times. Remember, remember, uh, what's a great movie for this? Remember Hunt for Red October? Did you ever see the movie Hunt for Red October? Chris, Michael, either of you children? No, of course not. It's a good movie that was made before 2020. So, of course, neither of you were born yet. But Hunt for Red October is a great movie. I think it was made off a Tom Clancy book, if I remember right. But anyway, it's a movie about Russian defectors. It's Cold War, Soviet Union, all that stuff. And you know those those Soviet caricatures that were always in those movies back then, the hardline Russian, da, nuke capitalists like those types, those types are real, and those types are still alive, and they still hold positions of power in Russia. Now, it's not like I'm wishing Vladimir Putin the best. I mean, screw Vladimir Putin. I I don't know that guy, and I don't care about him, and he's a murderous piece of trash anyway, but be careful what you wish for. I'll put it to you that way. The Iraqis, many of them, at one point in time, they really, really, really wished they could get rid of that Saddam Hussein guy. And then of course George W. Bush did that because of Saddam Hussein's connection with 9-11, which no one's been able to figure out yet. But we got rid of George we got rid of Saddam Hussein. And Iraq is a living hell now. So much worse than it was when Saddam Hussein was running it. You know, a, a lot of Libyans and a lot of Americans, man, we got to get rid of this Gaddafi guy. This is a bad guy. And he wants a bad guy. I'm not defending Gaddafi. Really bad guy. Terrorist, torture, death, the worst. Bad guy. Got to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, Libya has open slave markets now. I'm talking like something, something like African chattel slavery. It's similar to that. You know how they'd, uh, the Romans were famous for this when they'd win a war and bring back all their slaves, they would have big slave markets and big slave auctions and it's just unbelievable that people did this and thought it was okay. I was actually uh, at a location of one of these in Charleston one time, and what we did to uh, the African slaves anyway. But they would just parade these people out, and people would start bidding on them. Yeah, that's not an ancient thing. That happens right now in Libya. That didn't happen under Gaddafi. We hear about things like a potential Putin health problem, and I'd heard for years his his health has been failing, but you never know what to believe, right? I don't know that it would be smart for any of us to jump for joy if Vladimir Putin dies. And I realize, Chris, that nobody probably knows. Well, the newer listeners have no idea why I just pronounced Vladimir Putin that way. Would you pull up the old Maria Salazar clip? No, no, no. We have the we have just the the, the little you know,
3: one. know, freedom is not free.
4: Remember, we took the longer one out of there. I mean, in honor of Vladimir Putin's heart attack, we're going to play something for you, new listeners. Something we haven't played for the longest time. There's a congresswoman. She's a Republican. She's out of the state of Florida. Uh, I do believe she made the Jesse Kelly bipartisan hottest women's uh, hottest women in Congress list, I believe anyway. uh, But she is also dumb as a sack of potatoes, which is honestly, that's pretty reflective of how most of them are in Congress. They know nothing about anything, really. They know basic inch deep boilerplate talking points about every single issue. And when she was all getting whipped up into a frenzy, Republicans and Democrats were ah Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. A reporter stopped her and asked her some really basic questions. And, and do you do want you to hear a the n- people who run the country? Not yet, Chris. Don't pull the trigger on me. I know you tried to do it. Quit it. <laughs> anyway, play it, Chris and do you
1: support a no-fly zone in ukraine
3: i've so I, I, I support everything that has to do with punishing vladimir putin and helping <laughs> the ukrainians
1: wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with russia
3: i don't know what it will mean but you know freedom is not free so you don't
1: know what a no-fly zone <laughs> will mean if you do have to shoot down russian planes i mean
5: of course so
1: conventional war with russia
5: listen thank you
1: that's
4: these are the people in charge <laughs> okay anyway Let's that's, that's just move right along there. So, wh- is it going to be okay? I don't know. Just be careful what you wish for. Judge fines Trump $5,000 for violating gag order and threatens jail time for future offenses. Trump is in for an impossible situation here. Um, it's an impossible situation because the system is not going to let him fight back. Remember It has nothing to do with anything he did or didn't do. None of this stuff is justified what they're doing to Trump. They're doing this to destroy him. It's not because he committed any crimes. And they're not going to let him out of it. Remember, the Moscow show trials, when people were caught up in the Soviet Union, when they were arrested and they were put on trial in the Moscow show trials, not a single Soviet got up and said, he's going to get through this. He's the fighter we need. They all just said, oh, dang, I guess that's it for him. Because they understood their system was evil and corrupt and they weren't going to let him out of it. Well, what Donald Trump's going through right now in New York, Atlanta, D.C., these are the Moscow show trials. New York City, their their justice system there, you get caught up in that system. The D.C. system's the same way. Fulton County, same thing. That's Moscow. He's caught up in the Moscow show trials. He's not getting out. He's not getting out of it. It's not possible. So Trump... Has to fight back some way, right? Has to defend himself some way. If, you, if you're never going to get a ruling in your favor, and thus far he has not and will not, because again, these are the Moscow show trials. The end has already been written. The end is not in doubt. The end of these trials has been written already. Told you what it is. Everyone, everyone who's a grown-up has, has accepted this. He still has the public with him on this, though. At least the public on the right with him. And so to keep them informed and remind them how unjust it is, Trump does what Trump does. And he goes to social media and he just blasts people involved, which honestly, who can blame him at this point in time? But they're going to throw him in jail if he keeps doing it because they're not going to allow him to get wins, not even small ones. The system is not going to give Trump any wins. They're not going to allow him to change venues. They're not going to allow him to do this. They're not going to allow him to publicly criticize them. They're not going to allow Trump to have any wins because this is not an American justice system. This is Moscow. You live in the Soviet Union if you live in the D.C. metro area. At least justice-wise, that's where you live. If you live in the New York area, that's where you live. Joseph Stalin has determined you have to go to the gulag. Now, we have to have a trial just so the public can all pretend that we're having a trial, but everybody already knew the end results. Just the same way, if you're a grown-up, you already know the end results here. Horrible, but it's what it is. On that sunny note, let's talk about uh, George Floyd. That's kind of an old story, isn't it? But pretty revealing when you think about things. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's talk about babies. Speaking of New York, you know how big the abortion industry is there? It's gigantic. And especially in cities like Buffalo, New York City, pre-born, that's where they go. You know, preborn had one of their pro-life clinics attacked in Buffalo because they set up their clinics in the highest abortion areas so they can save the most babies. All they're doing is giving out free ultrasounds to scared young women. They do this with your help, with my help. $28 is what buys that ultrasound. Go to preborn.com slash Jesse and buy an ultrasound for a baby tonight and his mother. Preborn.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. Welcome. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Like, I know it's hard to hear about the Moscow show trials, but I think it's important that we understand and accept the kind of country we live in now. Remember Derek Chauvin? Remember the name? Hopefully you do remember the name. Derek Chauvin, I guarantee you've seen his face. He was the cop in Minneapolis. He was the cop that everyone watched that video of him is on top of George Floyd. George Floyd sitting there sweaty, calling for his mommy, all kinds of stuff in there. And George Floyd died. Derek Chauvin actually might be listening to the show as we speak because Derek Chauvin is in prison where he will be for a very long time because he got convicted of murdering George Floyd. Now, you want to hear how evil our system was? We know now because they're coming out and talking about it. The prosecutors, they knew he wasn't murdered. In fact, we knew right away. And you, as you know, if you've listened to this show, we were talking about this right away. But medical examiner has already come out and said there were no injuries to his neck. There was no indication he died of asphyxiation or anything like that. He died of a fentanyl overdose. Derek Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever his name is, did not murder George Floyd. You can argue he was a bad cop or something like that. He did not murder George Floyd. Derek Chauvin is not just somebody on TV. That's a real human being. And as you're hearing the sound of my voice, he's wrapping up his third meal of the day in prison for murdering George Floyd Somebody, even the prosecutors knew, was not murdered at all. Now, maybe you're sitting there saying, well, yeah, Jesse, but that's why we have juries. Well, this is what I've tried to explain about the Trump show trials that were coming. You don't have juries. You have a bunch of dirty communists they're going to put on a jury who are going to just lather themselves up at the thought of convicting Donald Trump. And even if you have maybe one Republican holdout in there, it's going to be a normie norm who's going to be so intimidated, not just by the other jury members, by the communist effort. Can you even imagine the things the communists would do to a jury, to, to a juror, I should say, who might be thinking about voting not guilty? They'll be picketing in front of his house. That guy will have to change his name and move towns. Normie Norm isn't going through that. He's just going to say guilty and be able to keep his job and keep his life. Would you like to hear something? Ah, oh, Jesse, it's not the Moscow shirt trials. Ha, ha, well, this this is America. Listen to this.
5: We got to the point, actually, that... Um, we-
4: this is a George Floyd, G- George Floyd jury talk, right?
5: We got to the point, actually, that um, we realized for charge two at some point i think it was jody i'm pretty sure it was jody said wait a minute does the intended act of harm have to be the death of george floyd or can it be him not providing the life support and it was like all of a sudden light bulbs just went on for those people i think that were undecided or or on the not guilty side
1: why is it you you brought that
5: up i brought up to the fact that
4: i'm 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 going to play that again, and I'm going to let her go. But it's so jaw-dropping, I wanted you to hear it.
5: Ah, but the jury, don't worry, the jury, the jury's going to save us. We got to the point, actually, that um, we realized for charge two, at some point, I think it was Jody, I'm pretty sure it was Jody, said, wait a minute, does the intended act of harm have to be the death of George Floyd, or can it be him not providing the life support and it was like all of a sudden, light bulbs just went on for those people. I think that were undecided or or on the not guilty side.
1: Why is it you you brought that
3: up? I brought up to the. Uh,
4: I'm gonna let her go. I'll let her keep going. I just want to make sure that we've we've marinated on that. They convicted a man of murder and sent him to prison when they knew he didn't murder anyone. They just on the fly decided that he didn't provide enough life support and they voted guilty and sent him to prison that's what the jury did I'll let her keep going
3: fact that this is not what he did but more or less what he didn't do he did not provide life-saving measures for George Floyd when he knew that the guy was in pain or needed medical attention Mm -hmm. Even the um, firefighter that was off said, check his pulse, check his pulse. Well, then they checked his pulse and they said, well, do you want to do anything? No, we're leaving him here. He had ample to roll him over and start CPR. And he didn't. He Mm -hmm. didn't move one bit.
1: Why do you think that was
4: a life? Listen, Listen to the confidence in this lady. Not just what she did, the confidence she has and how right she is convicting a man for something she just admitted he didn't do.
3: Well, when we were in deliberations, and and Jody did bring that up, and we did look through everything very, very carefully, what I thought about is something that was said during the trial, and that is Minneapolis Police Department has a model. And if I'm understanding it correctly, their model is in our custody, in our care. George Floyd was in their custody. He was never in their care. And that, for me, just, it just hit hard. I don't feel like they ever cared for him.
4: I don't feel like they ever cared for him. So I clicked the little box that said guilty and sent Derek Chauvin to prison for murder because of the Minneapolis Police Department's motto. Pretty sobering, isn't it? Pretty sobering view of what we call a justice system in America's communist hellholes like Minneapolis. Now, do you believe in the Moscow show trials? You should. They're here. All right. Look, let's get yourself ready. All right. How do you get ready? Get yourself some chalk first, start walking more, working out more drinking more water. I'm doing I'm doing all these things too, right? Not not some not some Greek god workout warrior never will be, never want to be working out more than I have in years, drinking more water than I have in years, and I have a male vitality stack from chalk flowing through my veins. Every single morning, I get up and I go get my male vitality stack. It is part of my morning routine. Why well, 20% increase in your testosterone in just 90 days with natural herbal supplements should be music to every guy's ears, whether he's 20 or 120. They have a female vitality stack for the ladies. You want to be bouncing off the walls, feeling good, ready to go, ready to take on whatever challenges this, this country throws at us? chuck.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Go look at the endless supply of natural herbal supplements from the anti-commies at Chalk. Chalk.com promo code Jesse gets you 35% off subscriptions. Don't Go now. Got an hour left. Hang on. The big take from
1: Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
0: We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets.